incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good night, welcome to another episode of the latest PS5. I'm your host, Alex Sylvester, and I'm with, as always, Mr. Crazy Man, Sonny Sangera. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing really good. Frustrated, which I'll tell you why in a bit, but um, I'm good. Cool. First of all, can you hear me okay? I can. You sound like uh, you're doing this off of Xbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Xbox Series X people, yeah, this is going to be an exclusive review about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, welcome, guys. Uh, we've had a very interesting few weeks. Uh, we had a very interesting special edition episode uh, just the other day, didn't we, Mr. Singera? We did oh, indeed. Yeah. And um, listeners, if you haven't heard it, we were, you know, lucky enough to get an interview with Konomi Senior Manager Adam Batty. Um, who's worked on Pro Evolution Soccer. And this all stemmed from that question, if you remember, we got a while back about what do we want to see in the future of PES on the next generation consoles. And mm. snowballed from there, you know, I'm a lifelong PES player. You know, I've been playing since um, International Superstars Soccer, since winning 11. And it was just a great opportunity to sit down with someone uh, as established as Adam at Konami who, and just talk Pez. And, you know, we just thought, okay, we'll just wing it cause, and kind of see how long it lasts. Two hours later, we were still talking about Pez, you know, and it's just a great listen and a great insight into just how much goes into a, making a yearly adaption of a football game. Um, and the future sounds exciting as well. So, yeah, all you've got to do is just, um, if you're on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you've got this podcast, just look at the episode before this. It's a special episode with Adam Batty, um, and it's a great, great listen because you get to listen to my voice for two hours. <laughs> uh, what well, was more Adam's voice for two hours? Mainly, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even for a guy who's not really a Pez fan, as you fan for real, uh, it was still entertaining just hearing just... <laughs> We'll talk about life, work, and like some of the uh, uh, top names that he's managed to bump into throughout his career. So, uh, yeah, definitely give it a listen. Um, even if you're not a crazy football geek like my man is over here. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, oh, well, can you talk about Villa and uh, what's it called? Liverpool's Arsenal for the other day. Uh, but anyway. That was, um, a, that, that was the football equivalent of PS4 versus Xbox One. <laughs> That's actually a better comparison, otherwise, unlike your last one before, who did you have? Um, Edward Norton uh, cracking somebody's head across the bloody... <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, all right, guys, I'm, I'm interested uh, to you guys today. Um, uh, Mario 35 just released, so that is the big exclusive that we'll be diving into today. Fuck off. Okay, well, anyway, we're just talking about games that we've been playing, just in the chat a bit of bits and bats. Um, but I've been jumping that Mario 35, and it's pretty good. We've got like a battle royale game where you've got 35 Marios all on one level, just going at it by themselves. It's a bit of fun, man, for any of you Mario fans out there. 
But um, well, bar that, um, that game of the tycoon, I mean, we talk about it before the show, I mean, it's an addictive game, which I've had to find myself pulling myself away from because it's so addictive. <laughs> Fans out there, if you've heard of it or if you're in it, if you're in it, you already know, you already lost. Uh, you're probably into a hundred years already trying to release your next console. But fans who haven't played it, definitely give it a go. It's pretty much for everybody out there who just wants to get their hands or knees deep into the game industry and just see exactly how it works, the whole mentality, the psychology behind creating games, etc. Um, I mean, you've had a great time in it, so. I have, and it is available on all app stores, so Google Play, um, the App Store, and the Apple phones, etc. It's just a small game. I think it's two ninety nine or it's free. I can't remember, but yeah, really, really addictive. And you know, you get. I think my favorite part of the game is you get to name the games. <laughs> I just love doing that. It's like, what am I going to call this game? What am I going to call the sequel? You know, like I can make Matrix two better than they did. <laughs> Even though you don't actually get to see the game itself, but those reviews, when you get those tens out of tens, I'm like, yeah, man. That's what I thought it worked a lot about people that you did absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah, man, that's what games we play. Um, for me, it's a mix of everything. So in terms of like, obviously, just beating down the time till PlayStation Five comes out. You know, I've been playing PES online. Uh, I've played a little bit of UFC here and there, a little bit of PGA, but mainly. I've been playing uh, the recently released Mafia Definitive Edition um, nice. on PS4, and let me tell you, you know, there, there, there is some games that are simulating ray tracing. So I think checkerboarding 4K, similar sort of thing with ray tracing. Mafia Definitive Edition is amazing. You can be going 100 mile an hour down a car. You look mm. at the puddles, you can see the lights from the building zooming through them. It's really cool, man. Uh, highly recommended. It control wise doesn't hold up great um it's a bit um wooden but the game is just it's beautiful it's just a nice open world uh it's like an open world linear game so it's a linear story you can't just travel the open world but the missions are all in an open world if that makes sense yeah so yeah. um yeah really good game amazing story it's mm-hmm. li- literally like you know scarface godfather Love it. So it's a nice different tone. But yeah, just playing Mafia Definitive Edition, highly recommended. I think it's like £30, £35 in the UK, probably £39.99 in uh, US dollars. So if you want to check it out or you just need something to kill time with before PS5 hits, I recommend Mafia Definitive Edition. Really good. Well, we haven't got that much time, really. The PS5 will be here in no time soon. Cannot wait. Oh, gosh, it's like Christmas all over again. Um, We're going to have two Christmases this year. Uh, We have uh, Sony's sales estimates. Um, Well, basically, what do they say these days? Oh, man. What do they they think that they're able to do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really interesting. So I'm frustrated. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because, obviously, just nothing, Sony just gone quiet again and it's pissing me off because we're so, I want to see the user interface for God's sake. But, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah. obviously Jim Ryan came out and he has quoted as saying he expects PS5 to outsell PS4's first fiscal year. That fiscal year ends March 31st, so that's like three and a half months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a report that uh, I want to read. Sony is banking on some big PlayStation 5 sales in its first few months on the market as it aims to beat the PlayStation 4's first fiscal year. The company's current-gen console, which is PS4, sold 7 million units from its launch in November through the end of March 2014. 
but we know from past reports that the manufacturer may be planning to produce as many as 15 million next-gen consoles by the end of its existing fiscal year. That won't happen. Um, wow. The organization is hoping that with a strong launch lineup, it will be able to sell through practically every unit it manufactures for the foreseeable future. Given the yeah. pent-up demand for the platform with its marketing campaign still yet to really properly get underway, that's not an enormous ask. It's worth, worth remembering that Sony is coming off a dominant generation, and while COVID-19 means there may be less disposable income to throw around, many are spending more time at home than ever, and recent pre-orders of the PlayStation 5 console, which have broken many records, are early indicators that they could hit this target. So, I mean... For you, dude, um, you know, PlayStation 4, before the, when we were in that PS3 360 Wii U generation, um, everybody was talking about consoles are dead, consoles are dead, they're going to die. Um, Xbox One kind of stuck to that, but the PlayStation 4 was just sold out. It was just gone, you know, and it just exploded. And then everyone thought, okay, now it's going to die. And then the Switch comes out. And same thing yeah. again, it's just dominating, it's just selling, you know, and even when we're in the seventh year where the Switch is 20 million plus and the PlayStation is still trickling along and the Xbox, to a certain extent, is still rolling along as well, it just shows that, and, and obviously the situation we're in, that people are staying at home, but games never yeah. die, do they? And people want they games consoles. Die. People do want games consoles and that I don't think is going to change, especially with the current climate, as you said. But with this statement, I mean, what are we looking at? What, what target are they trying to beat? Well, they sold a million in one day in America alone. Okay. That that was wow. the big thing. And I think they'll probably aim for the similar number, hence the split um, release dates, you know, November 12th for the US and North America and then November 19th for most of the world. I think that's obviously to aim, A, to combat the threat that is the Xbox Series X in yeah. the Americas, because well, in the United States only really because that's the only place where there's real competition that's but nice, yeah. so they want that retail thing but I think anything over 7 million yeah. is that can't just be seen as I don't think if Sony sold 8 million units that's not a success to them if there's 10 million units manufactured because then that means 2 million yeah. didn't sell I think yeah. Sony are probably looking at 90% plus sell through of manufactured consoles and I think it will happen I think well, I think I think we're gonna see something we haven't seen since mm. I'm talking like Mega Drive SNES days, which is where both consoles do really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you know, the, ever since then, realistically, I mean, the PlayStation just ate up that initial market. The PS2 devoured the world. The PS3 started slow and the 360 did good, but not great. You know what I mean? And then the Wii came along. And then it wasn't until... There was always... There was never all three doing well. I think we're going to get that. I think the Switch is going to steamroll along as it is. I think the Series yeah. X is going to do really, really well. I think the PS5 is going to do extraordinary. I think they're all just going to do well. Because I think for the first time, they're all aiming at different markets. They are, and the price points. I mean, I think Microsoft, that's after Microsoft as well, having a very low entry point. Um, to get into the next gen race, which is really good on their point. We're trying to sell the, the Game Pass subscription in there. They're future with that. Um, but in terms of the PS5 reaching these figures, I, I see it as being possible. I mean, if they just keep with this scarcity, which is seems to be the issue now, and it's like as soon as the, um, the pre orders go up, they're pretty much sold out already, whether that's just, you know, mm. diehard fans or bots. You know, it's definitely creating that demand. And I think that's what they're riding on. 
And uh, I think Nintendo did the same and it helped them to get to where they are now. We saw Animal Crossing this year reaching some ridiculous figures. I mean, I'm sure I saw an Amazon Crossing Special Edition Switch uh, go for about £800 at one point, mm. but it's just so hard to get hold of. So I think as well... They trickle out the um, the stock, then yeah, I think they could, they could reach it. I think as well what we're going to see is a tactic not being used by any generation before. I think, if anything, the closest to it is probably the Dreamcast. And what I mean is... When a new machine comes out, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Nintendo are experts at this, you deliberately yeah. create demand by holding stock back, and then yeah. you you release it in dribs and drabs, they always sell out. I mean, the, I think the only time Nintendo didn't do that deliberately was the Wii, where they literally could not keep that on the shelf. I think that was like two and a half, three years before in America before you could readily walk into a store and pick a wheel. <laughs> but I think what the Dreamcast did was they looked at the market and thought, we need to beat the PS2 to the market. Yep. And, and But what they did in that first year is Virtua Fighter, Virtua Striker, you know, all these big arcade games that we were known to love, they bought them in the first year. You know, and obviously the PS2 came out, and then when GTA 3 came out, it just devoured everything. But I think what Sony are doing is they're going to do what Sega aimed. They're going to front load with games. You know, and he said it in that statement that with the lineup they have, if you think about it, just just from Sony, right? You've got Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and mm-hmm. then you've got Ratchet and Clank in the launch window. You've got Horizon coming in twenty twenty one, and God of War supposedly coming in twenty twenty one. That is a massive cocktail, yeah. and I think Nintendo to some extent did it not initially because when the Switch came out, it sold out, right? But then when they, it's Nintendo, no and every console developer knows, with the exception of the Wii and the PS4, there's always that tiny lull before the first holiday comes. So what yeah. Nintendo did is they front-loaded those fir- that first two years of the Switch was front-loaded with big gun after big gun after big gun from Nintendo, right? And you can see now that they're making the next set of big guns, and that's why there's been that big gap. But I think Sony are doing the same thing that Nintendo did. I think they're front-loading that first year, two years, with so many games, big games, just to make sure that they can really sell these machines. Yeah, and pretty much these these are the heavy hitters. And the fact is that they've also opted to go for the PS4 um, um, releases as well. That's also going to help as well, just very on. Because now you're going to have a choice. You're going to be thinking, oh, do I want to get the PS4 version or do I want to just make that investment, get the PS5 version, as well as that new game? I mean, you want to get Horizon. You know, so you want to get Spider-Man remastered. remastered. You want to be, you, you want to see in its glory. And I think they will reach these figures, um, providing that they... Um, providing that Xbox doesn't come out with an ace of their sleeve like something else because we haven't seen everything that they've, that they've got to offer. And you ever know about Halo not really making it this year, but they could have something else. They could have another first party, which could just blow everything out of the water. And we already saw them purchase uh, Bethesda the other day, didn't they? Yeah, I think I think it's weird. I think Microsoft are going to end the generation very, very strong. I think Honestly, I don't think the first year year and a half, Sony are worried because everything that Microsoft have moved in is the long game. They're playing it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're backloading. Because Bethesda don't have anything ready. The big two real sellers from Bethesda. Because I'll be honest with you, dude. If you go through Bethesda's game lineup, only two really kind of do well. You know, and yeah. that's Elder Scrolls and Fallout. You know, Wolfenstein, 
commercially yeah. a failure, uh, dishonoured commercially a failure. I said Bethesda were one of the big falls from grace this generation, and I think that's why they were available to be purchased because <laughs> they probably looked at it and thought we need we need security, you know, because we've got Starfield coming, we've got Elder Scrolls Six coming, but they're four or five years away yet. They're not coming to the end of. I mean. Bethesda said themselves, well, that, we're not talking cool. about Elder Scrolls 6 until Starfield comes out. And Starfield, they said, it's not ready until at least 2023, 2024. So I think True. Microsoft will come strong at the end. But I think the beginning, it will be, you, you will just see PlayStation just come flying out the traps, yeah, like you yeah. say, in Bolt. And then the oh, end yeah. of the generation is going to be so interesting. The end of the generation is going to be glorious. I mean, just looking at the trailer for the NBA 21. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that looks awesome at this stage you know i mean imagine what nba 27 is going to look like <laughs> I don't know, some years away but if they're able to achieve these types of visuals fluidity i mean you can see the mechanics as well the physics it's all looking positive you know for this generation in general mm. but obviously when when developers actually master the technology between uh, the xbox and primarily the ps5 obviously it's just going to be glorious i mean mm. those I, 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 I'm going to wet myself even talking about it, man. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we have a little bit of news, actually, um, about um, <clears throat> a couple of uh, problems for the Japanese market um, regarding the, uh, the controls for the PlayStation 5. This is huge. People don't think it's huge, but it's massive, man. It's like... What are they doing? Well, li- well, literally, since the days of when the PS1 came out in Japan... Like here in the Western world, we use X as enter. That's our main button, right? For menu screens in games, X is like our key enter button and circles the back button. In Japan, it's always since day one of PS1, it's reversed. So circle is the enter button and X is the back button. They're switching it for PS5. I don't know why. It's crazy, man. This is going to throw Japanese gamers off like crazy. But it is. I think that could be a perfect opportunity for Xbox to swoop in because obviously they did have a big of a strong presence at the uh, Tokyo Game Show, don't they? And they're definitely trying to win back the East. Um, because obviously the, they failed in the last round of the Xbox Series X. <laughs> they failed in every round, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit weird that they've done it. And yes, I mean, I don't admit there's been times when I've been playing like Metal Gear Solid or whatever, and I'm pressing like X trying to go forward, and it's not that's actually taking you backwards. It's like it has been a bit weird. But um, hey... Hopefully they won't be too peed off for it for too long. Mm. Um, yeah, all right. Another news. Uh, we've got uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven coming out. I can't wait for that game to actually get finally released, and I hope that the year is going to be a beautiful, um, not even a massive, but a scaled version, PS five ready version. You know, well, so. they've said that. Um, so Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launches on PS four and Xbox one same day as the PS five comes out here. Uh, which is the 19th. They've said that both the Series X and the PS5 version will have like a small patch that will make it run and look better. But a full-blown yeah. PS5 and Xbox Series X version is coming. It's just not ready yet. So there, it's going to be a while before. It's, you know, it could be. So it should be towards the end of 2020. Pro- 2021, sorry, yeah. probably. So we'll see what happens. But before you move yeah. on, dude, did you see? Oh man, the pictures. Of like those Japanese YouTubers with the PS5, I sent you a couple of those pictures, man. How beautiful does that machine look, man? Oh, it, it looks does. smaller though to me. It, it's uh, smaller. <laughs> no, I mean it's big, but like the the, the, the mock-ups and that look so big. 
Yeah, I would say that it is definitely the uh, sexier of the two machines. I mean, it's got all that curves and especially that's talking my language, man. But um, yeah, I'm 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 glad that they're actually uh, giving it to the hands of the fans and uh, the press uh, finally, even though it's just in Japan. Um, because obviously that's what people were complaining about. Why is Sony not doing the same when Xbox released it to pretty much the West, YouTube, and everywhere? We we're able to play the Xbox, even though they were playing the library, uh, the backwards compatible games. We didn't really hear Sony doing anything. And I think Sony was just, Sony knew that this was going to happen, didn't they? They just waited. You know, they, they were just calm. They were like the shark underneath the water. They were just submerged, just waiting to strike. And they struck well. I mean, the showcase that they had, I mean, we got to see quite a, well, extensive gameplay, especially with games like um, Godfall as well. I mean, that was beautiful. I mean, the reload times. Oh, my God. Mm. I can't wait to just see that. You know what I mean? That is ridiculous. Uh, the, fa- the fact that he, the, the, the load time is dependent on how fast you can press circle. That's crazy. Like, it's just... Like, how fast are you? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just mad. I couldn't believe it. I was looking at... That's what... That, that's the big thing for me. I'm looking at SSDs and I'm looking at the speed and... It's interesting. Like I, I, the one thing that interests me though is the fact that this still has not been any Series X gameplay <laughs> of a Series X game. There's been no yeah, version yeah. of a Series X. Everything yeah. next gen has been shown is yeah. running on PC or PS5. There's been no yeah. Series X gameplay. The, the the preview units that were sent out to YouTubers and influencers have no um, US uh, have no Xbox Series X games or anything. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. That is a shame, but hopefully that changes, uh, or maybe it doesn't change, and um, <laughs> just basically what's going to happen for Xbox fans. At least I'll get a cheap console. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's going to be a case of uh, <clears throat> uh, the user interface was going to be the only thing that people had a gripe with, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. We saw a lot of gameplay, which is great, you know, not knocking the gameplay at all, but. When are we going to see some UI, man? Just want to see a little bit. Well, it was funny because I had to go back and look at the PS4 timeline, and the PS4 launched in November. A teaser of the UI was shown um, at Gamescom, which was in August, which they did here in June. They showed that tiny teaser. But the full mm. user interface was only shown a couple of weeks before PS4 came back. I think... With PS5, we're either going to get a state of play, which is going to show us yeah. the UI and all the stuff yeah. like that, or... It, there's going to be like a console teardown with Mark Cerny and it will show it there, you know, so it'll be yeah, interesting yeah. to see um, when it's going to happen. They will show it. I just don't think they're ready because they have said that this is one of the most ambitious UIs that's been done. So yeah. they probably want to make sure all the kinks and everything are out. But the fact that they're able to get the PS5 to YouTubers and stuff without them showing the UI, you know what yeah. I mean? It's crazy. Well, very good. Yeah, and we were actually, yeah, officially, like you said, to see next gen footage, like right there and then. Uh, I like the pad as well, the different accent colors you know, around the um, touch mm. box. Yeah, man, that looks sexy, man. I'll definitely say that PS5 is looking very sexy out of the two. <clears throat> All right, well, that kind of rolls on to our letters. We've got one from uh, Joanne from the UK. What's up, Joanne? Um, she asks, uh, Hey guys, what's your thoughts on Sony yet to show the UI? Funny you talking about that. <laughs> um, yeah, like we said, I mean, um, it's going to be coming. Hopefully, it's going to be coming like in the state of play, and hopefully, they're going to do like a big event. You know what I mean? Just to show how good it is. I mean, we've only seen a glimpse of it. You know, they showed it a little, like there was maybe like ten seconds. We've even probably not even met at the uh, PlayStation Five yeah. reveal. 
Yeah, so um, yeah, fingers crossed it's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks. I mean, hold on, it's going to be coming out what the first, second week of November, isn't it? Third week. Third week of November. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough, and hopefully we get it in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's moving on to uh, Alan, uh, also from the UK. What's up, Alan? Uh, he asks, uh, "Great show, guys! Not the hilarious laugh you have." <laughs> Um, with the PS5 just weeks away, what type do you think is being overshadowed or slept on by gamers? And which one game are you most excited about? Mm. That's a very interesting question. Cheers for that, Alan. I'm going to throw that over to you while I think about something. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to look at it just from a launch perspective because obviously we know a lot of stuff that's coming out in 2021, but let's just look at the launch. I think for me, it's got honestly it's Sackboy Adventure, I think, because mm-hmm. while well, everybody's talking about Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and rightfully so, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're big, well, not so much AC, but the other ones are, are like quality big games that are innovating as much as they can. Yeah. People forget that when you launch a machine, Sony have always had something that the family can play. And mm-hmm. People forget how good Little Big Planet 3's, you know, it's always been about um, create, play, share, create, share, play, right? But yeah. Sumo Digital, you know, they made Little Big Planet 3 and the, the play sections at the story campaigns and that of Little Big Planet have always been gone down really, really well. And this game is specifically about play and watching the gameplay of Sackboy as well. It does look like a really fun, amazing 3D platform that reminds me of Astro Bot. And yeah. I'm just like, people, okay. aren't, people aren't talking about this game. You know, it looks great. It looks yeah. like a Pixar thing. It looks like it's got really fun, great, like, colourful gameplay. I think people yeah. are over, overlooking it, you know. I think that's 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 got to be like a... I can picture like eight, you know, a Metacritic of like eight out of tens and stuff like that. It does look like a really fun game. And there's nothing else like it on either platform. So, you know, yeah. I think people are sleeping on that one. So in terms of just the overshadowed game... I would say that one. And in terms of my most excited game, if I'm just talking about obviously PS5 games and not obviously what's coming out on PS4 and stuff, it's in terms of just the launch window, it's between Miles and COD. You know, I love the COD campaigns. I think they're fun and being able to play that on PS5, you know, in in the the visual. It's amazing. So yeah, probably Miles and Cod for me in terms of. But if I had to pick one, it'd be Miles, just because obviously I love Spider-Man games. So we'll see how it goes. But <laughs> what do you think? Gorgeous. It looks gorgeous, really. I think it's Insomniac, isn't it? They just they've just made a gorgeous game, and so um, I'm looking forward to playing that, especially that one, um, the one that they showed at the uh, the last showcase, mm-hmm. uh, the bridge where he's trying to save all those people in the bus. You know, really swinging around and doing multiple things, not to mention trying to apprehend the uh, the bad guys. Yeah, it just looks it looks sick, and obviously just seeing the ray tracing upgrade as well um, for the Spider-Man remastered. I mean, I was watching the uh, Digital Foundry video on how they broke that down. Jeez, yeah. I mean they put a lot of work into it, and it looks just gorgeous. I mean, the game looks amazing anyway. But it's just going to make anybody looking at the game jizz in their pants while turning safe and comfortable environment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I, I do think that people are sleeping on is the fact that there is a PlayStation Plus collection. 
You know, everyone's mm. looking back. They're always looking forward, but we're not really looking back. And there's a whole slew of games that a lot of people haven't even had the chance to play. I mean, you've mentioned before about Bloodborne and how amazing that game is. We've got God of War. I mean, that's just an awesome game. If they could give Oscars to games, that would have easily had one. Um, Monster Hunter obviously goes by its massive um, following as well. Persona 5. Um, massive game. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the uh, highest rated game this generation. Wow. Persona 5, it's the highest rated game. It's it, I think it's like a 98, I think it's sitting at at the moment. It's, wow. it's ridiculous. That <laughs> is ridiculous. What? That would even make Nintendo like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have to go back to the drawing boards. Um, but yeah, I think that's just going to be a massive ace of uh, the PlayStation 5 sleeve. You know, the fact that you're going to have all these games um, at your ready. <clears throat> It's not really going to cost that much, is it? And plus, it's still going to be loading. Maybe I don't know if they're going to optimize it for the PS5, but it's definitely going to look glorious. I mean, it's running a lot more smoother than it would on the PlayStation 4 Pro, right? Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking that people are really, you know, not really yeah, focusing. I'd be disappointed if you had an Xbox Series uh, X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, moving on. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Alan. Uh, we have another question from Tilly from Chicago in the US. What's up, Tilly? Uh, yes, uh, I live in America, uh, and can I just say it's a breath of fresh air that I can listen to a gaming podcast that doesn't have a political angle or, pre- or preaching tone. Well, you're welcome. Uh, thank you, she says. Uh, anyways, you've spoken about tech in many times. How would you incorporate the dual sense features in a fighting game? Ooh. <laughs> definitely has a question that's tailored to both our hearts. Um, obviously, I'm the uh, tech extraordinaire. And <clears throat> what, what are you? You're more like a Padawan in training, right? <laughs> I'm sure the Padawan wins in the end, right? <laughs> Actually, but anyway, <laughs> not before the uh, final side. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, the dual sense. Uh, I, I, I want to say before you get into Tekken, Tekken yeah. doesn't really have like superpower moves. But imagine, um, say you're Scorpion or you're Ryu, so you're playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, and you're on the left hand side of the screen. Okay, so they're in line with your left hand, right? Now your right hand is on the right-hand side of the controller and your left hand is on the left-hand side of the controller. Now imagine holding the pad. Now imagine doing a um, a get-over-here string from Scorpion. Or what does he call it? Hadouken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah from Ryu. But as, as the spear from Scorpion goes along the screen to catch the guy or the Hadouken fireball goes across, imagine you can feel it moving across the pad. That would be amazing. And then when it hits the opponent it like shuds that side of the pad and then you feel it come back and you know and you can feel the tension like the pad has the capabilities of doing that that's i was thinking about it as like tekken is is harder because it doesn't have special moves but imagine if you could get that level of intricacy on the dual sense it'd be fucking unbelievable yeah you just opened my mind to a lot of possibilities now that would be sick obviously you're gonna have the haptic feedback on the dual sense moving from any which way, and I'm, I can't wait to see an actual teardown of the actual dual sense, see exactly where they've actually got the haptic feedback rumble motors mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how they're going to utilize it because obviously it's in the Nintendo Switch. And I'm surprised that Xbox hasn't even attempted to um, get onto the haptic feedback train, but um, uh, the way Nintendo uses it is awesome. Obviously, with the innovations, it works well with games like Mario and Zelda, but the fact is that 
a company like PlayStation is now going to be you know, doing it in full-fledged games. It's going to be an, an immense experience. But um, having something like that would be great. Also, the fact is that there's going to be uh, speakers, you know, on the actual pad itself. If they somehow incorporated stamina into Tekken, for example, so, you know, you've got your character who's getting tired, you can actually hear them breathing heavier, you know, through the pad, you know, things like that, as well as the pad, you know, and, and when you've got the blood pumping through your veins, you can feel the, uh, the vibration, you know, like just right, uh, vibrating like the heartbeat, for example, hmm. or the pulse. That would be sick. You know, and, and obviously the um, you got the dual sense, got the uh, the touchpad as well. You know, the little light accents. <clears throat> if what about when you get into the red zone? I mean, that's going to be you mainly. Obviously, when you get in your ass beat, um, so you'll actually see on your pad <laughs> that it's starting to uh, reflect red. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if they start incorporating stuff like that, I think that would make the experience even more satisfying. So yeah, I'm really looking forward. I'm hoping that uh, we have. Um, Somebody who's connected to Namco. Hopefully, uh, Adam can kind of push your word over. Let's throw a couple of ideas. This is the podcast <laughs> every week. Um, yeah, that's what I was What do you think? I think you got me thinking then as you were talking as well, because I'd never thought about it, <laughs> like some of the things. But then imagine <laughs> the triggers. Like, imagine yeah. the buttons and the triggers and stuff. Imagine, like, if the the, the button or the trigger feels different, or something happens with the paddle, if you punch somebody who's blocking, to if they're not yeah. blocking, so you can you can tell by feel that it was a block, instead of yeah. just like a visual thing, so you can actually feel that shit, they blocked it. Um, yeah. Or definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, obviously Tekken really loves the interactive stages, you know, that you can smash, or like, and you know, like wall jumping and stuff like that, and wall juggling. Yeah. Imagine yeah. If, the, uh, if the pad had specific haptic feedback to how you're hitting the scenery and things like that you know yeah. again you know what it is no less and i'm sure we'll get it like re, less dead zones on the sticks and yeah. stuff because we you a fighting game you need zero latency on it you know well you do i can have latency and still win but <laughs> Got you know um <laughs> I I just think yeah the possibilities are endless because the dual sense again this is another little thing that we're talking about whereas Microsoft have just evolved the the pad that they currently have which is really a really really good pad you know people like that if you're a nerd but to <laughs> yeah. what Sony have done with the PS5 is they revolutionized the DualShock 4 they haven't revolutionized the game but they revolutionized their DualShock 4 to have yeah. things like adaptive triggers to have things like um the feedback in there as well, and the audio and the speaker, and not to mention just the feel of the pad in your hand because the little, they're not grooves, they're little triangle, circle, X's and squares that are patterned yeah, all over the pad. And it's so sexy, dude. I just yeah, can't wait. But yeah, man, I mean, I think they're definitely taking the time in consideration to the design of, and the aesthetics of it. Or, dude, and actually, sorry, how do you block in Tekken? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm always attacking. I, mean, I, never, I never usually have to block, so I don't have to... <laughs> Is it one of the trigger buttons? No, it's not trigger buttons. However, I think that would be something that they definitely could. Because imagine if you're blocking. So say you're blocking and you're holding down um, R2 to block, right? Yeah. Let's say as I'm punching you, you're blocked. Because you, remember, you can break the block, right, yeah. after a period of time. So imagine if as I'm breaking your block, the trigger's loosening under your finger because, you know, you're real, you, can, you can feel it. Because... Well, last transmission. Yeah, you can feel the 
um, you know, that the, the block is breaking because the trigger's loosening under your finger and you're like, oh no, you know, and again, it all comes down to sense of feel. And obviously, I think Tekken can really, and other fighting games as well, can really incorporate this pad to immerse us into that game more. Well, you would try, definitely. Ah! I'm a Tekken master here. Uh, you're looking at... Um... <clears throat> you are a Tekken master. I give you that credit, but I'm the grand oh, master. Yeah, I'm, I'm up a level, yeah? you got to look up to see me. <laughs> Ryu and Ken back in that... Um, that... Fan made film that they did, uh, Street Fighter Assassin's Creed. Anyway, um, yeah, I really think all those technologies are a possibility. You know, resistive triggers is another thing that I'm looking forward to see a teardown of. How is that going to work? I mean, that's even something that Nintendo's scratching their heads on thinking, why did we not think of this? You know, because I've got, one, I've got one more for you though, dude. Yeah. Imagine if the pad feels different per fighter. So look at the characters you go. So imagine if the triggers and everything feel different for Lily compared to King. Yeah, that would be nice. It'd be kind of cool, right? Like even if they brought, I know, like it's a lot of work and they probably won't do it. But imagine if you had a cat, you categorize the fighters into like light and heavy. Yeah, and I think the pad um, played different. Yeah, especially if you're using the um, shoulder buttons to throw certain moves. Now, that I can definitely see working, you know, so depending on which character you are, sometimes it's a lot more flu and fluid, uh, but in some characters, it takes a bit like, like, for example, if you're Jack and you're going to throw, like, a massive punch or, you know, a powerful punch, for example, you've got to hold it really, you know what I mean? You've got to really hold on to it, you know, to throw mm. that punch. Well, gonna, well, I, like, I think the character that uses the triggers the most is Steve Fox. So mm. he doesn't have the conventional block. He has the weaves, so he can weave left, right, going forward. He can weave left, right, or fully go backwards. But you have to use the triggers right. right I think, right. like, yeah, I think the triggers would be amazing. Like, because there's been so many times where I've weaved a punch or a kick from you, but I have to wait for the set animation for him to come back up to hit you. And yeah. in that time, with your characters, you've already, you know, defended yourself. Now imagine if I could control the length of that weave by hold how hard I hold the trigger down. And yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it allows me to instantly come back at you. Oh, it opens up a whole new tactical avenue for like someone like Steve Fox or other fighters. You know, I'm really hoping, I mean please, Nanko, please, Nanko Bando, just please make that work. Pre warning though, if they did that with Steve Fox, I'd fuck you up faster. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> today so uh <laughs> what are you saying people um, but yeah uh, i really hope that they're actually uh, figuring out new innovative ways to make these pads come to life and these characters come to life using this new technology because those ideas right there are gold yeah cheers for that question Tilly. i mean i think that's definitely um you could have actually started something there um but yeah that's that's us uh, we've come to the end of the show i know guys it's a really sad occasion but don't worry we'll be back next week and hopefully we've got some more exciting news for you guys um any last words mate oh mate no it's been a good episode again listeners um we've changed and upgraded on our parent account so on itunes and soundcloud now every single episode will remain on the channel you won't just see the older ones disappearing now so we won't be archiving anything away from you you guys will have access to everything from i think it's 17 or 18 upwards so mm -hmm. that's a good thing also again as we mentioned at the top of the show if you haven't listened to it already 
have a listen to the um, special episode with Konomi Senior Manager Adam Batty, you know, because it really does show great insight into development cycles on a yearly adaption of a game. Um, if you have any interest in sports games, it's definitely because obviously this the, the things that they go through, the development team mm-hmm. to make PES is what the development team of FIFA go through, what the development team of NBA go through, to a certain extent, what the COD teams go through because they make it yearly, you know, and things like that. Um, so yeah, you know, it's a great listen. Uh, any final words? Hopefully, yeah, we've got a lot more to talk about next week, so more news and stuff comes out. Um, Alex, do you want to give everyone? We want to test something, listeners. So can you send your questions um, for the next show via email? Um, Alex will get hold of all these questions for next week. What's the email address, Al? The email address is belatestps5 at gmail.com. So that's belatestps5, all one word, at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, can I say thank you again for Adam as well? That was a great interview. Actually, definitely, guys, check out the interview. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll have a lot more like that from... Adam as well as others, so it's, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, but definitely, guys, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, please love this video, uh, like, comment, subscribe as you normally hear from YouTubers. But please uh, show us some love, and um, we might have some interesting uh, giveaways coming up. Um, but it all depends on it all depends on a few things. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, and the final word, I'm going to give to you. Come on. Come on, give us some of your wacky tacky words, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, because it's like oh, you, about, you can't man? you can't give a final word to someone who just is retarded at tacking. So it's just there's no point. Like you know, I feel bad. You know, anyone if any actually listen if anybody wants has like a Tekken help book or a Tekken help guide. If you can send that to the UK to Alex, please, he, he, he would valuably read it. Or if you can scan it and email it to him, then he can get better at Tekken. Thank you. And I'll definitely make sure that Sonny gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand deliver it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs>